0: Um, this morning, as um, I get to share with you, I just want to tell you I was um, preparing for my last message and I came across this devotion. A woman wrote a book. Her name's Alyssa Morgan um, about the beauty and the broken. And she shares her story. And I haven't read the book, but um, just I got a glimpse of that idea. And I've been reading through um, the Bible and um, it really just started developing in my mind. And um, as we look around in the world and we see the headlines and we see the things um, going on, we probably all see some of the same things and feel some of the same things. And and so um, it's just amazing um, how God times things when you come across things and what's going on in your heart and mind. So this morning I want to share, um, but uh, as we get into it, um, I actually want to pause and I came across a joke. I got I to try, so... Um, it's, it's just, it's a good one. A mom said to her son, look at that kid over there. He's not misbehaving. The son replied, maybe he's got good parents then. <laughs> maybe that was a little too close to home. Alright, I'm a parent. My kids misbehave. Um, but uh, sometimes um, kids say the greatest things, don't they? They do. Let's pray and we'll get into today's message. Lord, we thank You. Um, We are a family. God, we're Your family and we come together to worship You. Lord, but we come broken. Lord, we're a broken family um, and we need You. So Lord, uh, in this place this morning, we just ask that You would meet us here, that um, Your Spirit would be working in our hearts and our minds. Lord, as we look um, at the things going on in our world, Um, Lord, we can look at Scripture and see that things have been going on since the very beginning that um, just don't seem right, because we live in a broken world. But You are still God, and You heal the brokenness. Lord, in fact, that's where You meet us. And so this morning, I just pray that You would um, speak to our hearts and minds. And uh, Lord, that we'd draw closer to You, and that we'd realize the precious gift of family that You have given us. And I ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. So I'm just wondering, how often have you said or heard the words, she is just like her mother? Or maybe he is just like his father. Sometimes we say these things and, and we're serious, um, like it's a good thing, and other times we say it in jest. Um, you know. And, and sometimes um, we don't even know what to think about it, right? Um, or we're not sure quite how we feel about that when we say or hear that phrase. Um, maybe you have reservations about whether or not you know being like mom or dad is a good thing. Of course, most of us go through a time uh, even when we reject you know being like our father or mother. At least I went through a time where I thought i don 't want to be like this or i don 't want to be like that i don 't want to be like my parents, and in fact, many of us um, we try our best not to be like our parents. Flight as we may, most of us realize that we develop some mannerisms, we develop some habits, we even look like our parents, and, um, and it happens. And we don't know how we got there, but all of a sudden, even though we tried our hardest, um, here we are. Right? Is that such a bad thing? Is it such a bad thing that we pick up these things from our parents um, and, and we're more like our dad or we're more like our mom? For some of us, there's no harm in that, right? Um, It's actually a good thing. But for others, maybe that brings on some hurt. Um, Maybe it brings on some struggle. And and we have to work through that. Um, Something that we need to overcome. Well, it's easy to look at all the different things and think that we need to fix them, right? We see the things that are broken and we think, if I just work harder, if I just try harder, if I do all that I can do to fix this problem, then life is going to be better. For me, for my family, um, at work, um, whatever it is, we try and fix the things, thinking that if we just take care of that we won 't have to worry about it. The brokenness will be gone, all will be well. The reality is we all come up from we come from a broken family, we come from uh, the family of God, which was broken, as we see in scripture, broken is where God wants us. To be and right where we can do some, some healing, where He can do His best work in our lives. Um, so, I've been reading through the book of Genesis, and, and as I've been reading through, you know, and I've done this many a times, it just reminds me, first of all, of things that I've forgotten, but second of all, that we do live in this broken world. Um, and it's just how incredibly broken humanity is, right? Uh, from the very beginning, God created Adam and Eve, and what happened? Instituted marriage, but right away um, he gave them responsibility, but he gave them freedom. And they took that freedom and they disobeyed God's command that they shouldn't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And when they did, their eyes were open to that knowledge of good and evil. And they realized that they were naked, right? They didn't know that. And what happens when God confronts them right away? Blame and denial creep into their world. And so right away, Adam blames Eve. And then Eve blames the serpent. And we see the brokenness starts. And then it continues on through that family as they have a son, Cain and Abel. And Cain kills his brother. And that messy, broken family escalates through the first five chapters Of Genesis to the point where God looks at his creation and he sees nothing but wickedness and evil prevailing in the hearts of man that he would want to destroy what he created. But he found Noah, a righteous man, that he would continue his opportunity for mankind, right? And so Noah builds the ark, takes his family on, and Noah starts over with his sons, but it doesn't take long, and now Noah and his sons have allowed that brokenness to creep into their lives. And then we see a couple chapters later that God would actually confuse the languages of people because they've turned away from Him and they were seeking other ways to fill that brokenness, to to take care of that mess, because if they could just achieve something together, they would be great. And we see this brokenness in Genesis. And as we do... as as i do i think wow why does it why does it turn that so quickly but then i look at the world and i see you know we see it here and we ask why do we see it here why does that happen cuz we get to choose right and we get to try and and we try and fill the emptiness on our own we try and fix the things that are broken on our own and when we do, we do it without God, and then it just leaves us broken. God's heart broke over His broken family. So even though God saw it and He saw it was evil, He chose to use a righteous man to see if you know, we could start over, and, and it didn't happen because we're still broken people. The second attempt failed just like the first attempt. And then we see some headlines through Scripture, just like we see headlines in today's world they go like this, at the request of his wife, who was impatient for a child, Father Abraham took their slave, Hagar, as his mistress and had an illegitimate heir. Isaac favored Esau and Rebekah favored Jacob. Esau sells his birthright for a bowl of soup and then Jacob tricks Isaac into giving him Esau's blessing as firstborn. Jacob marries one sister but loves the other whom he also marries. Daniel was sold into slavery by his brothers. David committed adultery with Bathsheba and then murdered her husband. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. The wisest man. The prophet Hosea was betrayed by his unfaithful wife, Gomer, yet took her back. In Scripture, we find families built with love and chastity and families formed from rape and sin. Children born from one father to mothers who are sisters. Children born out of adultery, through prostitution, and into polygamous marriages. Children born to people of humble means and then given up through adoption to rulers, to royalty. And because respect didn't come naturally to His people, God had to command them, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents. Honor your parents. And that's just through the Old Testament. The New Testament begins with an unwed, though betrothed, pregnant teenager. We all come from a broken family and then create another broken family because all families are broken. Even God's. We may not be too excited to admit that there is brokenness in our family. That there's brokenness in our lives. But it's true. In fact, you might be thinking, yeah, that's true for everyone else, but you know, really, we've got it together. But in our brokenness, we are just where we need to be. Fractured, messed up, sinful, needy, redeemable. There's something about the pain that draws us to God, that draws us closer to our Creator. We are ready for this real, this authentic relationship with Him with God when we need Him the most? Have you experienced that pain where God calls you and you are ready? Ready to be redeemed. Ready to have those things taken care of by the only One who can fix them. When we're at the end of ourselves and we have nothing left to do, that's where there is beauty in the broken. God's greatest desire is for us to draw close to Him and have a relationship with Him. His heart aches when we turn the other way and deny what He's offered us. We run. We hide. We reject His love for us because we're stubborn people. Our pride gets in the way. Our selfish desires get in the way. Our Heavenly Father watches and waits for us to return to Him. He has a plan of redemption and longs for us to be restored to His original purpose. And to live in right relationship with Him and with others. Humankind is a broken, messy family. We all come from this same broken family. In our our efforts, in all that we do, uh, we will fall short of making our families whole and healthy in this broken world. We can no longer do it on our own. We have to quit trying to figure it out Through our own power, we have to trust God because God has a better plan for us. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 53. The prophet Isaiah introduces this better plan. So starting in verse 2 of Isaiah 53, it says, For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth he had no special beauty or form to make us notice him there was nothing in his appearance to make us desire him it says god has provided for our broken hearts our broken souls our broken humanity and of course for our broken families jesus was wounded for the wrong that we did he was crushed for the evil that we did the punishment which was made, which has made us well, was given to Christ to bear because we couldn't. And we are healed by His wounds. God has allowed us to be a part of His broken family. Think about that. God invited us in to be a part of something. And yet, even though it's broken, there's a beautiful thing there. Just the idea that He would want to be in relationship with us and trust us to... To be a part of this family. So that we might find restoration through Jesus Christ. That we might find redemption through His Son. We need to realize that this brokenness in this world, it's not our fault. And sometimes we bear a heavy burden greater than we should. Now, we need to take responsibility when, when we do things. We need to take the responsibility that is ours. But... All the brokenness in this world is not our fault. When we see things happening, it's not because of us, right? Now, there are times where we can see a direct result of what we say or do, um, and we have to take responsibility for that. But when you look around, there's a brokenness that's already here. It's been in the world since the beginning. Since Adam and Eve chose to disobey God. So we need to take responsibility for ourselves. I'd like you to go to 1 John 4. 1 John chapter 4, so we're going to read verses 17 and 18. It says, By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as He is so, also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. See, God's love perfects us and it casts out fear. We can know love in a broken world because of God's love for us. Because of what Jesus did for us. And as a husband and a father, that gives me hope. Because all the pressure does not Remain on me to be perfect. Even though we we attempt to be perfect, we try and do everything right, we try to control everything, and we think if we just do that, but that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility in leading our homes is to follow God's plan for us. I need to follow God's plan for me. For my family. Because I'm a broken individual. But I've been redeemed through Jesus Christ. It's my responsibility to trust in the Lord with all of my life to be a better husband, to be a better father, to take care of my home through Christ's strength. My wife, my children, they have to make their decision, right? And as they've made their decision, they have to continue to do that to allow God to guide them as they find redemption in this brokenness through Christ. Now I believe, you know, even though I can't control everything, God's going to use my best. Now I'm not perfect, but I'm going to try my best. I'm going to work harder to follow God's plan, and He's going to use that, and He is going to make me a better father. He's going to make me a better husband, and and I'm going to lead my home when I follow God's plan and I live because His wounds, right? By His wounds we are healed. It's not anything that i have done except i've chosen to follow jesus so while the brokenness in my family and in this world even though it might not be my fault it might not be our fault there are things that i need to take responsibility for there are things that you need to take responsibility for there there are times when i feel like i can't do anything right have you been there And then there are times when I think, boy, I'm good. I mean, I'm really good right now. And maybe you felt that way too. But what makes it good? What makes you feel like you can't do anything right? What is going on in your decision? Who is leading you when you feel that way? And and so sometimes we need to be checked, right? Why are things working out so good? Why are things going well? Is it because... I'm obeying God, we'll recognize that and give God the glory for what He's doing. And maybe things aren't going so well because you're trying to do it on your own. You're trying to fix the things that you can't fix. It's a lot easier to talk about when things are good, it's a lot easier to talk about um, the things that we do well. How often do we talk about our failures? How often do we talk about the things that are not going so great in our lives? The reality is, when we're broken, we're exactly where God wants us to be. Go to Matthew chapter five. Now, I believe in Sunday school. Um, the plan is to go through the Beatitudes, and I think you already looked at Matthew chapter five, verse three, if you were here. But um, right there, it says, Matthew five three, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right where God wants us to be, broken. So that we, as we are poor in spirit, he can take care of our needs. We need to trust him. And that's it's simple, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Let's look at what Paul has to say about the brokenness in our in our lives, the brokenness in his world. Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verses one through ten. It says, I must go on boasting. Though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast but on my own behalf I will not boast, except for my weakness. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, For when I am weak, then, then I am strong. My grace is sufficient for you. I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, I am strong. Do you feel that way? Do you realize that when you are weak on your own, when you're weak, that God will use you and it's His strength? Have you experienced that? Because the crazy thing is we, we tend to view our failings um, totally differently, right? We we don't like our failings, we don't like our failures. Because we think it's a grounds for disqualification a lot of times for ministry, for being able to have an influence in, in people's lives, to, to be able to have meaningful relationships. I mean usually we, we take our failures and think that that's gonna just it's gonna push us out and we're not gonna be able to be used. We're not going to have any value. And, and we fear this, right? But there is hope when we turn to God. A hope that only He can give us. A hope that helps us rise above those failures, those struggles that we have. And He qualifies us, right? He qualifies the called. And when He calls us out of our brokenness and He redeems us, He can use us, right? Our brokenness is what makes us relatable to other people because we're broken people. And it helps us to invest in others when we can share what God does in our broken hearts, in our broken minds, through our failures. When we can share that with others, we can help people, right? And it's not so much what we have done, but what God has done through us. And God wants to use those things. Have you ever experienced that? Have you experienced a failure and God has fixed you, has healed you because of Christ's wounds? He has repaired you and you've been able to use that experience to share with someone else. And God wants to do that through all of us because we all have failures. God wants to heal the relationships that are broken. He wants to heal the hearts that are broken. Only through trusting in Jesus can this happen. Only by committing ourselves. And I tell you what, through baptism, it's a total game changer. It wasn't my life when I said I was all in. When I got into that water, I'm telling telling you, I came out clean and it was real. And many of us have experienced that. and And it allowed us to walk in this newness of life because God redeemed the brokenness. But for some of us, it's hard to get there. Because we're not quite ready to admit that we're that broken. Okay? I mean, we realize we have problems, but we're still trying to fix it. So we do it in a lot of different ways. We chase things that, you know, we can control this and we can control that, whether that's an education or that's through finances or whether that's through relationships or hobbies or whatever it is that we chase after. And we try and control the things that we think fulfill the brokenness, but it doesn't. There's no such thing as a perfect family. Rick Warren said, if you find a perfect church, don't start going because it won't be perfect anymore. And so sometimes we think we control things and we have a perfect family, and then what happens? You know, at first it's perfect, but the reality is is two broken people, they destroy that perfection in a hurry. Our children remind us of things that we hid for a long time. And so when we hear those things like, just like your mother, just like your father, sometimes it's cute, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's hurtful. I hope that's not all the time. Right? It isn't for me, but there are times when I think, oh, don't be like me. Because I can think of things that God's still working out in me. I can think of things that I had to go through, and I think I don't want my kids to have to go through that. But the reality is this we live in a broken world. You know, working with the youth, boy, I'd like to just, you know, stop them from making a lot of decisions. Just like someone else is probably watching me thinking, boy, I'd like to help Matt stop making those foolish decisions. And my dad worked real hard, my mom worked real hard, and people investing in my life worked real hard to help me. But I had to make those decisions. And I had to fail. And in that brokenness, I had to see Christ redeeming my life and making it have value and giving me hope so that I don't have to fear because of the mistakes that I've made. And so personally, I can see this. And I know that in our families, when things are good, we think that's the way it is. And, and so when things are clicking and, and life is full and vibrant, um, but it's more than that, right? There needs to be work. We have to work at this in our lives. We have to work at this in our family's lives. We have to work at this um, and keep working at this because just when we think we got it figured out, something comes right back to bite us. we got to keep working. We've got to keep communicating. we got to keep coming back to Christ and let Him heal that brokenness. Because when we're broken, we're right where we need to be so that God can do the work in our lives And He can keep us where He wants us. Our church family is broken. Okay? We are a family that needs Jesus not just last week, not just yesterday, not just today, but every day. Right? We have the ability to minister to one another. How often do we take that opportunity by sharing the things? We come here on Sunday mornings to worship. We come to sing, we come to pray, we come to hear the Scripture, to hear a message, even to see one another, take communion, to give our offering. We come for all of that, but how often do we share about the good things and the bad things? How often do we have an opportunity to minister here on Sunday morning? So maybe it's having coffee or having lunch or being a part of a salt group, but we have a broken family that we can work together and encourage one another. And when we stay distant from the family... Whether that's our, our family um, or our church family, there's something missing out. We need to be in those relationships. And, and as God's teaching us, that we can share that with someone else who needs to hear the same thing. You know, as we're raising little kids, we need to be around other people who are raising little kids to, to realize we're not going insane because we're all going through the same things. And as teenagers happen. Um, and things are different. We we don't want to be on an island by, by ourselves. And then um, the kids leave and you're empty nesting and life has changed again or you're moving into retirement. Whatever stage of life we're in, uh, we can relate to one another um, and we can share with one another and, and we can minister to one another in our brokenness. I know I've experienced it many a times now in my brokenness as... You know, sickness or as you know, accidents or death um, has happened. The benefit of being a part of the church family and that brokenness that shouldn't keep us distant, but should bring us together because we come together in Christ. And Christ works in that brokenness. God wants us to give it to Him so that He can fix it. It doesn't matter how much we can control it's not going to take care of it. God's going to take care of it. Because when we find the beauty in the broken, we have found Christ. We have found the relationship with God that He longs to have with us. And sometimes that's really hard. Just taking that step of admitting that there's brokenness. And other times, we don't even realize. Right? So as a family, sometimes we can speak into one another Into one another's lives, and and we can help if we're connected, if we allow people in, so that we can see there's no longer fear in the love, the love that comes from Jesus Christ. This morning, I don't know what you have going on in your lives. I know I've worked through a lot of things that I couldn't share this morning as I was preparing for this message. There are things that you know I'd be happy to share with you, but I don't have time. There are other things that I wouldn't want to share with you um, in this setting. But if we were having a conversation, it might be different. Um, and not that I'm ashamed of it, um, but maybe now it's just not the time. And that's what it's like. You know, there are there are things. You know, there are issues that sometimes is for everyone, and sometimes it's just for a one-on-one conversation. Um, but we are a family. Even though it 's broken and it's been broken for a long time, and we can look at the world and so what should our response be when we see the brokenness and we see the things you know in the headlines, one thing after another, and it's overwhelming, what should our response be? Well, just like we did this morning praying for our president, for our country, we've got to pray, we've got to pray. And when we have some responsibility, let's take it to the Lord. all right let's take it to God and let Him, right? By His wounds, Jesus' wounds, we are healed. Let's pray. God, even though it's hard to admit we're broken, Lord, there's something that is satisfying in knowing that despite our brokenness, You love us. This is where You have us and You want us. And Lord, You want to use us. So God, I just pray this morning as You may have revealed things through Your Word, um, broken things in people's lives, Lord, that um, You would be right there to just grab a hold to comfort. Lord, to uh, make well the the hearts and the minds this morning. God, it's my prayer that... um, we would be a broken family together. And we would find beauty in that. That we wouldn't judge, but Lord, that we would um, realize we all need mercy. And because we receive it, we can share grace with the people around us. So God, I pray that You would um, just help us to hold on to that. And I ask this in Jesus' name, Amen.